He's too cocky. He's got too much confidence. He's too convicted. He's the number one high school football podcaster in America. He's the number one scout in the country. Coast to coast. Gold State to the Sunshine State. Giving it to you raw and uncut like the meat at the liquor store on the corner. KM to GM. Nobody does it better. Buckle up, folks. It's time for the truth. Let's fucking go. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Impact. National Recruiting Analysis. New show, the third show on the Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Excited to bring you kind of some national recruiting analysis, coast to coast, across the country and beyond. Uh, but I'm not solo. I'm working with a partner in crime. The Robin to my Batman, the Kareem to my Magic. I want to bring in my guy up out of Georgia, SI's own, Mr. Brooks Austin. Brooks, what's good, baby? Hey, man, 90 degrees out here in Georgia today. Nice hot one, sunny and good. Hey, I'm cool being the Robin, but this on being the Magic. I mean, you can be the Kareem, that's all great. But, you know, this on being the Magic, you can have Batman, but can't be riding second yeah, no doubt about it, man. No, when you move it to the West Coast, when you Cali living and Cali loving, you can take the you can take the passenger seat, and you can get on, move on to the driver's seat. But listen, man, it's all good. I'm, I'm so glad that uh, we started this third show. You and I rocking side by side. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Brooks uh, works at SI All American as a national recruiting analyst. He also works in partnership with me uh, at Recruiting Solutions. And uh, he's a, a great guy and a fantastic football mind, and glad to have him here on the show as my co-host. Glad to ha- be working with him in partnership in terms of uh, scouting and recruiting, and very excited about his future. He's a fantastic dude and is a great talent in the industry. So, uh, with that being said, let's move along. Brooks, we're talking recruiting, right? And we know recruiting is twenty-four seven, three-sixty-five, right? From L.A. to the Bay, down to South Beach all the way up to the Empire State, it never sleeps. It reminds me of something else that's going on right now that has nothing to do with football, but it just never sleeps. So we got a recruiting show, right? Instant impact. We're talking about big-time recruits across the country and how their commitments and subsequent signatures will impact not only their new schools and their new position rooms, but also the conferences, the matchups, and everything in between. Let's start off first. Out here in Southern California, Alamany, 2021 quarterback, Miller Moss, a Under Armour All-American game commit, commits to the USC Trojan. He's going to be fighting on. What do you think? Hey, man, first thing that comes off my mind is just, I mean, deadly accurate, right? Not the strongest arm in the world. You know, can seem to kind of push the ball from his ear a little bit at some times, but, you know, looks really good on the run, can throw on the run as well. My first, and, and I know this is an immediate uh, reaction, uh, uh, a late reaction as of late, seeing off what he did last year. But kind of my first thought was Joe Burrow, like not not the strongest arm in the world, but deadly on the move and extremely accurate. The ball placement is off the chart. But uh, you know, I, I like Miller Moss a lot. I think it's great that they've kind of spaced their quarterback room out there uh, at USC. Got JT Daniels out of the mix, but um, you know, I, I don't like when they stack them up. I know I cover Georgia now, but. That, that quarterback room at Georgia is extremely 
No, no question about it. And of course, he joins 2021 four-star quarterback Jake Garcia, who is now at La Habra High School, recently transferred from Narbonne High School, which recently transferred from Long Beach Poly High School. Both kids, four-star, Southern California, committed to USC. USC, the Trojans, taking two four-star quarterbacks in the 2021 class, of course. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's a long day away from signing day. We'll see if both of them end up landing there. I don't know. Well, considering the transfer of JT Daniels leaving USC, headed down to Georgia to go play for the Dogs and Kirby Smart, USC, they kind of need to stack that room and get some bodies at that position. They're going to be playing with a bunch of walk-ons in practice, which isn't good for too much of anybody. But let's move along. We're going to take it to... Uh, the Long Star State for a couple or at least a few recruits here. Offensive tackle, six foot eight, three hundred and ten pounds. Ruben Feathery commits to Texas A&M. What's your call on this one? Hey man, look, offensive line is my go-to. If you want to know what an offensive lineman looks like, let me know, and I'll give you an evaluation. And my first thought when I looked at Ruben is, yeah, he's six foot eight, three hundred ten pounds. But I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's really about it. The technique's not great. The effort's not great. He kind of just leans on people, but that's all he's got to do right now in high school. And with the size he's got and, and the position he's playing there at left tackle in high school, all he's really got to do is lean on people. And you're not going to be able to run the edge around him because he is so dang big and so long. So let, let's see what happens when he gets into college, man. Look, this is a trust the measurable type of prospect. We see him all the time, especially with offensive linemen. I, I mean, 6'8", 310, it was going to be impossible almost for this guy not to end up at a Power 5 school. So we'll see what that coaching staff can do with him in terms of coaching him up and getting the technique cleaned up because it's not great right now. It's not. I think this is a projection over production type commitment for Texas A&M. Got a chance to meet Ruben at LSU um, last fall. He's a great kid, comes from a great family, a beautiful sister, and uh, it's got a lot of the measurables. We talked about that. Got a lot of the measurables. Got tremendous size, unbelievable length. It can move his feet. Again, lacking in the technique, and I think lacking in the nastiness that you're going to need at the next level, especially in the SEC. Hopefully, the Texas A&M coaches can get him developed and moving in the right direction where he can become a dominant left tackle, and hopefully we'll see him in the draft later on. Let's move along. Quarterback Deuce Harmon. Uh, I think he's out of Geyer High School. Geyer High School also committed to Texas A&M. What do you think about Deuce? Hey, man, 5'9 and buck 85. This is a slot corner all day at Texas A&M. If you go look up and down their roster, Keith, and I'm sure you have, this is the first corner I've seen Jimbo Fisher sign since he's been at A&M that isn't at least 6'2 or taller. I mean, they are so long in the defensive backs room over there at Texas A&M. So it's a little bit of a, not necessarily a shocker, but kind of a, a different, it's, it's off their MO, if you will, their motorcycle hand. It's not really what they do. But perhaps they needed a slot corner like him because this dude is trying to thump. I mean, he's undersized, but he wants to take your head off at all times. So I think if you stick him in the slot right there, he'll be able to cover. But he'll also be able to add in some additional run support when teams try to, you know, run some outside zone at you and stretch zone, things like that, where he's got to come downhill and stick his nose in. And he's willing to do so. So, uh, you know, I like the fit uh, in the sense that he's something that they don't have. All they've got is long, lengthy corners. Um, and he's completely opposite of that. He's trying to come down and smack. In this day and age where the spread is so prevalent across college football, it's, it's pretty much what everybody is running. Those nickel corners are becoming more and more and more valuable. Just look at the NFL level. Nickel corners are making 
you know, $10 million a year just to play in a slot. I think that has trickled down to the college level. And these five, nine kids, and there are a bunch of them now across the country that can run, that can hit, that can play coverage, that can then match routes and also shadow, you know, slot receivers. Those guys are going more and more in demand moving on uh, as, as football continues to uh, mature offensively and matriculate. Deuce Harmon and guys that are built in his prototype are going to continue to get recruited and be in high demand. Deuce, love him as a football player, great kid, physical, fast, and smart. Love him in a slot. Let's move along. Quarterback Jalen Kitten. Just, just, just before we go, go ahead. kids got to stop, stop thinking it's an insult that we want to move you into the slot. Like you mentioned, man, guys are getting paid in the NFL nowadays to cover slot receivers and do it well. So stop thinking it's so much of a uh, you know, a, a, a hit on you or a disrespect towards you, get in there, make your money, and come. It's so important, like you mentioned, with the evolution of the game of football nowadays. Guys are going for a while. I mean, it's, it's all about matchups at the end of the day. You talk to guys like Sean Payton. You talk to guys like uh, Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It's all about matchups. And what's the best matchup for a 5'9 corner? It's not to match up against a 6'3 outside big receiver with tremendous basketball length playing like a small forward. It's better in the slot versus the shifty and more quick guys. Um, that they can run with and stay in the hip pocket and stay in phase and play the football. So moving along, I want to stay in the state of Texas. we got a quarterback. Now, Texas, uh, you know, in terms of quarterbacks, over the past decade, California and Texas were probably one, two, and, and that may be my, my bias speaking a little bit, but in terms of quarterbacks, California and Texas – Sounds like it's the one-two in terms of quarterback. Texas, they got a kid, Jalen Kitna, who was the son of John Kitna, committed to the University of Florida. What's your take here? Yeah, man, 6'4", 200 pounds. You put the tape on, and the very first play, I actually paused it and counted it off. He tossed a 56-yard bomb on the dot, man. I mean, the ball placement on this kid is plus-plus. That's the first thing I got on the no sheet, and he knows it. Look. I love watching a highlight tape and seeing a kid know that he has a, a, a specific attribute that coaches are looking for. When he highlights himself on the highlight tape, it isn't him. He pauses it when the ball is right at the receiver and circles the exact ball placement on uh, on where the ball placement ends up being on the wideout. And look, this is a kid that when you turn on the tape, you can tell you know either someone in his family or in this case his daddy played in the NFL and played quarterback because he does all the things the correct way. And, you know, granted, he's a little limited physically. He's 6'4", 200 pounds, a little bit of a lead foot in the pocket. I mean, he is your prototypical statuesque pro-style quarterback, but he does all the right things, man. And that, that's what you're betting on if you're Dan Mullen down there in Florida. You're betting on the ball placement. You're betting on the pedigree. And you're betting on the fact that he's going to come in and he's going to pick up a playbook immediately because he's probably been doing it since he was 12 years old. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a much higher on him than some of the other recruiting services just because he does, all, like I said, all the things the right way. Um, and you, you can't pay for ball placement, man. When a, when a quarterback can put the ball wherever he wants, whenever he wants, I mean, that's all you really need, uh, especially in college football nowadays. Yeah, yeah. just to add to that, uh, love his accuracy, love his anticipation, and his field vision. Love his field vision down the field. Yeah. He, he understands defensive coverages. He understands where to go with the football. He's got a nice, smooth delivery. One thing, again, that 
you touched on, I want to just kind of reiterate, is the slow feet in the pocket. That bothers me a little bit because, yes, accuracy is probably one of the most important attributes of quarterback. But if you're a guy that cannot get away from that rush or cannot maneuver and manipulate that pocket to create throwing lanes and space to distribute the football, that accuracy goes from plus-plus to minus-minus. That's my concern. Hopefully, University of Florida strength conditioning program and head coach Dan Mullen can do a great job of developing Jalen Kitna out of Texas. Let's move along. Defensive back Kevin Knowles about a Florida commits to Florida State. What you got? Yeah, first thing I got on the notes is this is Keith's kind of corner, man. He's got that dog in him. Ball skills all over the place. He's four three eight in the forty, but you know a little undersized. But, you know, kind of like we talked about with Deuce Harmon, this dude wants to hit you, man. I mean, he wants to come down, and he wants to stick his nose in things. I mean, it's all over the tape. And uh, what really, really popped off to me, man, is like you see the attitude, you see the aggression, but to me it's the ball skill. To be able to go up and take the ball away. That's what college coaches are looking for all the time nowadays. we got to turn the opponent over. It's not so much about stonewalling them, getting three and out, because, you know, the reality of the fact is, it's college football. It's spread offenses nowadays. You're probably not going to stop them every time you go out there. So if we can't stop them, let's try to take the ball away from them. And that's exactly what Kevin Knowles does. You got to ask to wait in college, but most of these kids will, uh, especially at the defensive back position. But, you know, I like the attitude. I like that dog, if you will. Like I said, man, this is Keith Miller's kind of corner. And I bet you're all over him. What do you think, Keith? Fast, physical, playmaker. If there's one thing that can neutralize size, it is speed and it's physicality. The, the great Greg Popovich, head coach of San Antonio Spurs, I remember one time they were playing against the Golden State Warriors, and he told his team during a timeout as they were getting blown out. He says, listen, they have all the skill. I need some nasty. We can't match their skill. They have all the skill. So you have to be physical. You have to eliminate the skill with physicality. I'll never forget that conversation Pop had with his San Antonio Spurs during a timeout, and that has that has proven to be true over the course of time. Go ask Bill Belichick when he played against the Rams a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. Rams had this high-flying offense, these pretty football players, and they got the, the dog crap knocked out of them, and they got shut down in the Super Bowl and went home with their heads down. So, nose. Big-time physicality, great speed, love him as a prospect. Let's move along, taking it back to the Lone Star State in Texas. One of my favorite players across the country, global all-star bowl game, commit quarterback, committed to University of Auburn, North Shore's own two-time state champion, Demetrius Davis. What you got for me, Brooks? Man, oh, he just, he just he set me up, bro, because you know what? This is what's going to happen when two scouts get on here and start talking players. We're going to have some disagreements. Look, man, I get it. He throws a great ball. He is an absolute winner. He wins football games. But I have an issue, especially when I'm evaluating quarterbacks, when I'm watching the tape and I start picking out other things that impress me more about the tape. You know, whether it be blitz pickups or, you know, the court, the, the offensive line doing a great job protecting. Just look at what this guy has had around him during his time at North Shore. I mean, we got a, uh, an Alabama commit over there at left tackle. We got a guy we're going to talk about in a little bit who's one of the most talented running backs I've ever evaluated uh, in Zach Evans as well. 
I, I didn't see a lot of, you know, wild throws, if you will. And at quarterback, I've got to see that to let me know that you're a dude, if you will. And to be honest with you, everyone wants to think he's a dual threat, but it's a four eight runner. I mean, this this ain't like he's quicker than fast. Is what I've got on my on my note sheet, man. I I'm, I see why he started at Virginia Tech. I see why he was a commit there. I don't necessarily think this stuff translates to the SEC, and I really do hope I'm wrong because I'm, I'm sure he's a great kid, and I absolutely like I started with. I know he's a winner. Two time state champion in the state of Texas. That is big time stuff, and that starts at the quarterback position and trickles down elsewhere. But when you're loaded everywhere else around you, wide receivers great, offensive line great, tailback great, the offensive coach staff pretty damn good, I start to worry when I don't see the stuff start to pop off the tape uh, and, and, and my eyes are drawn elsewhere. That's my only concern, Steve. Let me hear what you – sell me the other way. It's my thing. Sell me the other Tell me I'm wrong. Well, here's the thing about Demetrius. He is not going to wow you with a bunch of throws. That's not who he is. Just like when you meet him, he's not going to wow you with his physique. He's not going to wow you with his uh, uh, personality. That's not the type of guy he is. He's just a guy that gets it done at the most crucial times. He's a guy who stands tall in the face of adversity. I want to take you back to that state championship game. Loaded team, right? Well, you don't have the number one running back in the country because he gets sent home from the state championship. You don't have a top five receiver in the country in the 21 class because he's hurt, Shadrach Banks. So no Zach Evan, no Shadrach Banks, right? What does Demetrius Davis do? He puts the team on his back. He runs for two, throws for two, leads them to a big upset win versus Duncanville in the finals. Now, listen, I get it. Is Does he have a great arm? No. Does he have great speed? No. Is he a great athlete? No. He's not great at anything. He's just good at about everything. And I think that is what translates to good football at the next level. Let's I move think on. That, I think you said it enough, man. Like that's, that's, that's the definition of a winner, right? That's right. You, can, you can win with that in college. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Being good at everything, not necessarily great at one thing, that's, hey, that's still a four-star prospect. That's still an Auburn-bound kid, and that's still a winner and a two-time state champion. So I'm sold. You sold me, Keith. I'm good. Let's move it on. We got defensive back out of Louisiana, Mr. Kane Williams, global all-star game committed, but he commits to the University of Alabama out of Louisiana? Brooks, talk to me. SEC country. That's your town. What's good? Hey, man. Hey, man. 6 And I was sold immediately. I saw one clip. I think it was about the third or fourth clip on his highlight tape. He starts near hash, backpedals down the near hash, opens his hips to the far hash, runs clear across the field, picks off a backside post, and makes like three or four miss on his way to about, you know, a 40-yard return. And I said, okay, I'm good. That's a center field safety. That's a cover three safety. That dude can play deep field at any point in the, in, you know, in the evaluation. No questions about it. He is a bona fide safety in the SEC. And then you go look at some of the measurables, and you find out the guy's sub four four in the forty. So, I mean, what do you, what else do you need to know? I'm sure, I'm sure Nick Saban said the same thing while recruiting the kid. He probably saw the same clip and said, oh, yep, all right, I'm good. Offer the kid. Get him in, bring him in, let's play. And guess what? He can bump, too. He can come down and run support, and he can hit you as well. So I sold on Kane Williams. It only took about four clips, and that's what it's supposed to do. When we're evaluating 
guys like this, it shouldn't take me but 45 seconds to know whether or not you're a dude, and that, that's all it took. It took less than that. It took about three plays, and I knew exactly what this kid was all about, and it's exactly what I said from the very beginning. Deep field safety, he's going to be able to cover hash to hash, numbers to numbers, and when he gets there, he's probably going to come down with the ball as well. Ball skills are pretty good. Alabama fans will, will remember, and this is going to be a really good comparison down the road, remember the name Ha Ha Clinton Dix, former University of Alabama, All-American, now has been in the NFL for six years or so, uh, drafted first round by the Green Bay Packers. This kid will remind you a lot of Ha Ha Davis. At that 6'1 6'2 frame and 200 plus pounds, the ability to cover sideline to sideline with great range and length and speed. Also, be able to feel the alleyway at, with a ton of bricks on your shoulder pads, land them, the lumber on ball carriers who dare to challenge you in that alleyway. Kane Williams, big-time player, big-time prospect, now an Alabama commit. Let's move along. Super Mario up out of Florida. Mario Williams commits to Oklahoma. What's your call here, Brooks? Talk to me. Hey, I, I, I am a huge fan especially in today's modern game of football, of wide receivers that look like running backs after the catch, okay? Especially when you're going through a system like Oklahoma where all they do is they love to run that drag route, right? They love to take number three or the number one wide receiver, run a clear across the line of scrimmage, and make him, you know, beat man-to-man coverage. That's exactly what this guy's going to do. You're going to see him, I like to call them yak monsters, yards after the catch monsters. That's exactly what Mario Williams is. Look, he's not your modern day six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds, you know, deep threat. But this is a guy who's going to absolutely kill folks in the intermediate routes. And then when he gets the ball in his hand, look out because you've got a five foot ten, five foot eleven, you know, contact balance galore on this kid. And when he's got the ball in his hand, it's a nightmare. Defensive coordinators in the Big Twelve are going to be holding their breath every single time this guy catches a slam because he might take it to the house after he makes your safety miss and then outruns the backside corner. So that's what he's got. He's got breakaway speed, and he's got the ability to run with the ball after the catch. And in the Big 12, he's going to be a nightmare. Very comparable to USC wide receiver Amon Ra St. Brown with that running back build and a slot, be able to catch and run, make people miss in a phone booth, and then outrun the third level of the defense Puts a lot of pressure on your defensive secondary and man-to-man coverage and a lot of pressure on that defensive line to get to the quarterback before that ball gets out. Moving along, six foot four or six foot three, hundred and eighty-five pound defensive back about a Sarah High School in California. Devin Kirkwood commits to UCLA. This is a big time prospect, Brooks. Yeah, man, and there's there's really nothing to evaluate right now because whatever he looks like right now. He's going like a totally different kid after six months of being in a strength and conditioning coordinator or in a, in a strength and conditioning program at a Power 5 school. We talked about it earlier with Ruben betting on the measurables. That's what UCLA and every other scout is doing right now with Devin Kirkwood. Like you said, 6'3", probably going to stretch to 6'4", going to play safety. Uh, long strider, right? But you would expect to see that from a guy this big. But again, man, whatever the kid looks like, and he looks great right now, don't get me wrong. But after about six to six months to a year in a big-time strength and conditioning program, you know, he's going to pack on weight like you haven't seen. You know, his parents, he's going to come back first, you know, first semester of being at school, and his parents are going to say, who is that grown man walking in my room because, or my house? Because that is not the kid I sent home or sent away to school. He's going to pack it on and pack it on quick when he 
and I envision a six foot three, two hundred five pound uh, safety by the time his sophomore year rolls around. And I think with his type of length, athleticism, and, and long speed, Kirkwood is a high ball ball skills guy. He's a guy that can high point with the best of them. Fifty fifty game is his uh, is, is call is his claim to flame. And this guy can really get up and go get it with his size and length. And I think he's going to be a problem in that defensive backfield as UCLA continues to add size, length, and athletic ability to their defensive back's room. Let's move along. I want to get to offensive guard Dylan Fairchild. Just a couple days ago, committed to the University of Georgia. I know he's a top five guard in America. What do you see on tape, Brooks? Yeah, so, I mean, playing tackle at West Forsyth. But when, when you watch the tape and I tell you that he is a two-time All-State wrestler, and last year he won the state championship in heavyweight and went undefeated. I mean, it, it, it shows on tape because the hits, I mean, the hits on this kid, man, as an offensive lineman, it gets me juiced up because I just watch him move people off the point of attack, and he is a mass mover. That's exactly what he is, and he's going to translate into guard because he can do that. He's going to drop three techniques off the point of attack with ease because he just understands body movements. He understands body lean, when guys are leaning, how to rip and pull them, and it's all over the tape that the fact that this kid's a wrestler, because he loves to flat back guys, he wants to put them on their back and lay on top of them, because that's what he's naturally gifted at doing, uh, honestly, if you told me this guy was going to go wrestle in the Big Ten, I would not be surprised, I know Georgia's not a wrestling state, but period, to go undefeated in a heavyweight classification in the state of Georgia is very, very impressive. And he's an incredible athlete, man. He's got great feet, really quick feet, and uh, he, it's a great addition for the University of Georgia. Uh, and he'll translate well into guard. I know he's been playing tackle, but he'll kick in seamlessly there to the guard position. Like I said, he's got great hips, man. He rolls them perfectly uh, at the point of attack. Had no idea about his wrestling background, but what I have in my notes here is a human road grader. He's a guy that can dip, yep. rip, drive, and finish guys to their back of their Rydell or their Zenith helmet tag is in the dirt. Really like this kid as a football player and would love to run behind him. They didn't have guys like this playing when I was playing running back, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. I digress. Let's move along. Defensive back Marquise Grove, Killer Brew, 2022. I know you've seen this guy up close and in person. Why don't you give our listeners a, a, a nice little take of what they're in for at the University of Georgia with Killer Brew. Yeah, so this is a guy kind of like we were talking about with our quarterback just a little bit ago. I mean, doesn't do one thing exceptionally great, but does everything really, really well, borderline great at the cornerback position. Look, when Charlton Warren tells you that you're the number one gotta-have corner in the 2022 class that's loaded at the cornerback position in the state of Georgia, I mean, that, that's about all I need to know. Look, I'm, I'm a guy who played off this line. I can see what a great athlete looks like at DB. And I can see whether or not you cover a guy. But Charlton Warren obviously knows what a great DB looks like tech-wise. And I know for a fact when I go to see Marquise Killebrew up, up close and impersonal, I mean, he's never in a bad position. He never takes a false step. He's never, you know, landing off. He never has to even touch into that recovery speed that he's got because he's always in lockstep and he's always in stride. He's really well coached. Uh, you know, been working with uh, Jay Williams, or, you know, a, a really good DB coach out here. In Atlanta, so you know, I mean, what can you say? A 2022 guy that's already committed to the University of Georgia—that's about all you need to know uh, uh, about a kid that young. Going back to Brookwood High School this year, we'll 
see what it looks like on the field. But yeah, he's going to be able to play free and play relaxed, already committed to the University of Georgia. Yeah, and I have here in my notes, this kid is going to be a human eraser at the next level. He's got every attribute you're looking yep. for in, 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 in just the type of speed, ball skills, and his instincts for the game at the position translate big time for me. And I think Georgia is right in tap with Killebrew. And uh, they, they've already started rolling now in the 2022 class with Killebrew. And I'm sure there's going to be more to come as Kirby Smart and company have just blown it out the water, especially in the state of Georgia. Let's move along. Linebacker Terrence Lewis, five-star, they say, out of Florida, commits to Tennessee, shockingly commits to Tennessee. What's your call? seeking missile accelerate close finish and destroy that is terrence lewis the ability to find it finish it and close it out he's a closer that's what he does to the football and the ball carrier i love the projection on the inside he is not a guy with a bunch of length he's a guy with instincts and quickness and smarts and physicality and great contact power so moving along great get for tennessee they got another one how about the number one rated quarterback in Texas uh, per 24-7 sports? Caden Salter commits to Tennessee as well. And this guy, a lot of people are back and forth with Caden. There's a lot of different evaluations. Some people have him ranked very high. Some people not so high. What did you see when you cut on the tape, Brooks? Man, I, I, I see great touch. I, I see a guy that's quicker than fast but throws an incredibly great deep ball. And my favorite thing about Caden is when I watch him on tape is his ability to ad-lib, man. I think he's best when he's outside of the structure of the offense. I, that's not a shot at his high school coach. I'm sure they're doing really great stuff. But this dude is on point when he's outside the pocket. I mean, when he is running around, freelancing, doing whatever he wants, getting into a scramble drill, this guy is dynamite. And, again, it goes back to that making defensive coordinators hold their breath. There's nothing I can account for as a defensive coordinator when you're back there running around for five seconds because we can't get you on the ground. Oh, and you got a howitzer. You can throw it anywhere you want to on the field. Uh, that's what I see at Caden Salter. My only thing, Keith, is, you know, they signed Harrison Bailey in 2020. T. Martin's son, the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, is another dual threat in the 2022 class. I, I just don't know. If he ends up at Al- if he stays in Tennessee, if he stays in that commitment class, unless 
off the charts, just balls to the wall, great athlete, can make plays with his feet, can do everything. I just, I don't get it. I don't know why he's going to Tennessee now. I mean, he knows something I don't know, obviously. But I've seen Harrison Bailey grow, man. Harrison Bailey's a dude. And I've seen take T. Martin's son. T. Martin's son's a dude. And I know Caden Salter's a dude, too. But it gets back to that discussion we had a little bit earlier. You're stacking that quarterback room up in a position where only one can play. Only one can truly play. I know another one gets in there when games get blown out. But what are we doing, man? Why, why are we stacking quarterbacks up, right? you know, one after the other, class after class? I just don't get it. Um, and, and maybe he ends up elsewhere starting and, and playing well because he's extremely talented. There's a lot of different places to go, but there's only one quarterback that plays 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. There's only so many there's so many openings available. you got to choose one. Caden Salter chooses Tennessee. We'll see how that plays out in the end. Let's move along. You know, highly recruited. I mean, I love this kid. Defensive back about uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Avante Dickerson commits surprisingly, very, very surprisingly, to Minnesota. What'd you see when you cut that tape on? Hey man, let's let's sidetrack on Avante right quick. Hey, ain't no shocker to me, baby. If you if you know anything about PJ Fleck, you best get used to this. As long as he's at Minnesota, he's gonna be pulling kids out of, you know, Omaha, Atlanta, you know, everywhere across the country, people are gonna buy into what PJ Fleck is selling because that dude knows what he's doing and is a head football coach. That is a leader of men there at Minnesota. But back to Avante, man. First thing I noticed, short area quickness. This guy is a 4'1", 5'10", 5'5", shuttle runner. This dude can get after. Plays the ball exceptionally well, and he drives on routes really, really well. And one thing I love to see about high school corners, you know, we typically see one or the other as evaluators. We see guys that play off, you know, play a little zone coverage, play either quarters or cover three, and then we see other corners that coaches ask them to just man up and, and stick and ride with the number one receiver all day long. Avante does not both. So whatever you want to do as a defensive coordinator, if you're a zone guy, if you're a man-to-man guy, which most defensive coordinators nowadays, they do a lot of both. They mix it in and out. You're not going to have to teach this guy one or the other. He already knows them both. So I like to see that as a corner, uh, you know, as a corner evaluator. And, you know, I, he's got that dog, right? You're 5'11", you're going you're gonna to have to have it. Uh, another, guy, another guy like some of these other corners we've been talking about today, he's going to have to have some weight. Uh, but, you know, that'll come. Love his coverage scheme versatility. Again, like you said, can play off, can drive and challenge routes from seven, eight yards off. That's big time. Can also get up and press, play physical, and play with leverage and shadow wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. Love his ability to get vertical, flip his hips, and really find the football and go upstairs and get to the 10th floor while the wide receiver is struggling to get to the 9th floor. Avante Dickerson. Big-time offers from all across the country. Commits to the University of Minnesota. Uh, let's move along. Brandon Buckner out of Arizona. Brinston Buckner's son. Long-time uh, Carolina Panther defensive lineman. Commits to Oregon. Big-time pass rusher. I know you're an offensive line guy, Brooks. What'd you see that could give you some problems? I see some hand-fighting skills. This guy, I mean, you, you can tell. I mean, you just told me. I didn't know his daddy played in the league. Oh, yeah. But you can definitely tell this guy's been coached up to fight with his hands. I mean, the rip's great. The, the, the ability to disengage is very, very important, especially for a kid like this. He's, not a, he's a three-star for a reason. Let's put it like, you know, by the other recruiting services. He's a three-star for a reason because those recruiting services are based off measurables, and this guy doesn't necessarily have. 
have it. Look, 6'1", 235, 240 pounds, not exactly twitched up. The first step isn't great. It isn't explosive. But he's always around the ball. He's always getting after the quarterback, and he's always putting his hands on people. And speaking of hands, man, when he punches you, good Lord, you feel it. I mean, when he puts his hands on quarterbacks when he's not trying to tackle because the ball's already gone, they fly out of the screen, which tells me this dude's bench press and he's been spending time in the weight room. The only thing I would be concerned about is the lower half seems to be a little thin. I mean, he's a little wiry down in between the leg, you know, down below the hip. But that's something we can fix. Those are measurables that we can change. I just, I, I wonder what position he's going to play in college. Because, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to add some more weight on him? I mean, not extremely long, but again, fight for his hands really, really well. What I would do is, if I were, you know, Brandon Buckner, I would spend the next six months doing nothing but quick twitch drills. I'm talking box jumps. I'm talking broad jumps. I'm talking anything that's going to make me quicker, not necessarily faster. I would be doing that because that's not exactly there. But guess what? Everything else is pad level, hand fighting, bend. It's all there from this kid. It's just about whether or not he's going to get that first step and pick it up. And maybe he does in college. And if he does, holy cow, look out. Listen, love Buckner. As a prospect. No, he's not a measurables guy. No, he's not going to go out there and run four or five. But what he is going to do is he's going to win his one-on-one battles. Like you said, great hand fight, great hand technique. Uh, He's got functional length. And what I love about him, he's heavy-handed. I love heavy-handed pass rushers. Guys, when they put their hands on you, they jolt you. And that creates separation. That creates an off-balance offensive uh, opposition. And is a guy who can manipulate his one-on-one to get to the quarterback. Love Buckner in that area. And I think they got a great spot for him. They're, I know when I was a coach, he used to call it, maybe it was called a Hawk linebacker. I'm not sure what Oregon calls it up there with Coach uh, Crystal Ball and Coach Andy Avalos, their defensive coordinator. But Mace Funa from Modern Day High School, he plays it. He has six sacks as a freshman last year. Uh, did a great job off the edge. He's a guy who drops some. But mostly he's a pass rusher, he's an edge shatter, he's a stack and shed guy and a run defender. I think Buckner fits in well at that position. He's going to add to that room. He's going to be a positive addition as a pass rusher on third down, adding depth right away and also very good in special teams as he's a guy who can move laterally and, and, and wrap up guys in the open field. So Brandon Buckner, really like this kid as a football player. He's one of those three-star kids. And watch what I tell you. He's one of those three-star kids that's going to end up with a couple Super Bowl rings. And he's got guys going to get to a Pro Bowl or two and say, oh, he was a three-star in high school. How they miss this guy? I'm telling you, Brandon Buckner. Mark it down. Remember I told you. Let's move along. Got a couple more guys here. But we're talking transfers now, Brooks. Transfers now to wrap up the show. Let's go to Texas. Number one running back. One of the most interesting recruitments to ever be had at the high school level moving into college. Zach Evans signed, committed and signed to the University of Georgia kind of silently. He was released from that, considered a bunch of schools, was quiet for a long time, and ups and shows up on the campus of TCU signed, sealed, ready to go. What did you think about that entire, you know, saga of a recruiting story? Yeah, I think I think you already hit on it, and I wouldn't say it's one of the most interesting or you know compelling recruitment stories we've ever seen. It is, 
I mean, it is flat out the craziest recruitment process I've ever tracked and followed since I've been doing this. Uh, you know, even dating back to when I started watching Under Armour All-American games back when they first came on, I believe in 2009. I mean, think about this, Keith. When was the last time you saw Deion Sanders have to literally do a public relations repair on the sideline of a nationally televised high school Under Armour All-American game? It's something we have not seen where Deion Sanders and Zach Evans, a 18, 17-year-old kid, are sitting on the sidelines doing a, an interview with an ESPN reporter where he's basically apologizing to his college coaches. Literally, that was his word. I want to apologize to my college coaches, plural. I mean, it, it was just wild from start to finish, from August when he got suspended for doing whatever it was with his high school coaches over there at North Shore. There was rumors there was a cussed out. There was rumors there was punches thrown. Go all the way to state championship game where, you know, he doesn't want to give up his cell phone. And, and, and that's why he has to get suspended from a state championship game. A state championship game, Keith. I mean, put all that aside, though, this is hands down the most talented running back in the 2020 class. And it's not even close. I mean, it's really not. He can do everything you want. You want him to catch out of the backfield? Do it. You want him to run inside the tackles? Do it. You want him to run away from people? Can do it. You want him to run over people? Can do it. You want him to make people miss? Can do it. I mean, can do absolutely everything you could ever imagine from a running back at the college level. He just he just didn't get it, man. It's just, just something was missing with the whether it was an attitude issue, whether it was a, a discipline issue, whatever it was. He's going to go to TCU. And, I mean, if, if he can stay out of trouble, he's going to dominate. There's, there's no question about it. He's going to lead the Big 12 in rushing. He's going to be, if you know, if he keeps everything in line, he's going to be, and they win some games because winning games is important for this next statement, he's going to be in the Heisman race. He's going to do all that. But there is a reason. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. There is a reason that Kirby Smart, of all people, the most talent-oriented coach in all of college football, the most recruiting-based coach, in all of college football, there is a very good reason that he let that kid walk and let that kid out of that letter of intent. And it's not based off the talent. Because if it was only a talent thing, he would be wearing red and black and he would be walking on the campus tomorrow when the rest of the freshmen enroll. Listen, there's no question about it. There was a lot of drama surrounding the recruitment and, and so on and so forth. But one thing I can tell you about Zach Evans, I've had a chance to meet him. He's a good kid. Generally, he's a good kid. Now, did he make some poor decisions? Probably. Um, did he, uh, uh, you know, choose to do things the wrong way? Most likely. Um, did the hype and um, all the recruitment energy of being the number one running back and possibly the number one player in the country really saturate his character? Most likely. Um, I think now's a chance at TCU. Uh, you know, a, a really good program, but not a top-tier program. It's a good chance for him to humble himself, get to work, and show everybody why he was the number one running back in the country. And let me give you a little bit of comparison here. If we're talking old-school comparison, and I've had a chance to see Zach Evans live, was at his game uh, in the early part of last year versus Katy, Texas, North Shore Katy. I flew out and went to that game. Zach Evans... Reminded me a little bit, of, you're talking old school comparison here, Walter Payton. Low Walter Payton, a guy that can be physical as hell when he wants to be. A guy that can run away from you when he chooses to. And a guy that can run, make you miss or run through you whenever he wants. And if you're talking new school comparison, I love the Melvin Gordon comparison. 
He's a little upright when he runs, but he runs behind his pads. Um, even when he's upright, he's got unbelievable contact power and his explosiveness and strength in the open field is unmatched. So Zach Evans, TCU bound, and I really wish Zach well, and I hope he does a great job. And shout out to North Shore High School uh, and their head coach. They were good people who treated me well. And uh, hopefully, again, everything works out for him and his family. Let's move along. And last one of the day, quarterback, Southern California golden boy, JT Daniels, formerly of USC, modern-day high school, transfers, commits and signed to the University of Georgia Brooks. That's your hometown. The dogs got them, hopefully, a dog at the quarterback position. When you turn on the film and you look at JT Daniels in high school, you, you were talking about a guy who was considered, at the time, maybe the best quarterback to come out since John Elway. Now, I didn't say that, but some people did, okay? Went to USC, a very subpar freshman year, got off to a decent start his sophomore year before getting hurt, I believe, in the first game of the season. Now he's a Georgia dog. What are your thoughts, and how does he fit into that quarterback room? Nine times out of ten, that plan does not work. Nine times out of ten, you're going to get one, again, maybe two of those guys transferring out. But listen, life is about competition. And those guys got to compete. And best players should play. And I know us here out in Southern California, we wish JT well. And uh, I know those out there in Georgia are looking for him to come in and compete and, 
It really challenged for the starting quarterback job. I know Jamie Newman is there. And uh, I'm not sure if JT is eligible right away. Brooks, do you have any report on that? Is he eligible right away? Uh, the only thing I know about that is that, obviously, last year, people want to say he sat out. That was a medical redshirt last year. He's going to have to get a waiver. So, honestly, I, if, if you're JT Daniels, I don't even want the waiver. I want to take another redshirt and have another full three years when I'm, when I'm done sitting behind Jamie Newman because, let's be honest, Jamie Newman's a pretty daggum good quarterback. And JT Daniels is coming off of a pretty gruesome knee injury, and he just started throwing again. So, I mean, whether or not the waiver comes in, that's here nor there. I think you redshirt this year, you get in there, you have three years of eligibility, and you hope you only need two because you want to go to the league anyways. Well, there you go. You're looking at JT Daniels competing against Vandergriff and Carson Beck, and Vandergriff coming in as a true freshman. JT, a year, he'll be a year removed, or at least two years removed from surgery. Carson Beck is a you know he's a, he's a he's a he's a good quarterback. I'm not that high on him. I think it's a good chance for JT to come in and play um, after this year is over with. So that brings us in, in, into our first show, Instant Impact. Man, I really enjoyed this, Brooks. I'm so glad that you decided to join me um, in this endeavor, Instant Impact recruiting analysis from across the nation. I look forward to getting with you next week and really talking some football, talking prospects, talking fits. This is going to be a great. Tandem between you and I, Batman and Robin, Magic and Kareem, Pippin and Jordan. It's Brooks Austin and Coach Keith, baby. This is how we do it here on the Instant Impact. I appreciate you guys for joining us here. Check out back with us next week. We're going to be on with more players, talking more football. Can't wait to get it done. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.